Corgis podcast, and we are so excited. We are so excited about the upcoming Hallmark Christmas season that we had to divide this preview into two parts because there's just so much to talk about. And I'm Rachel and Amber. Do you agree? Yes. Get ready for a supersized mega Christmas, 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 Christmas. That was an echo. I'm sure there's a way to enable an echo, but I don't know how, so I'll just make my own. Yeah, that's too fancy for me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have, thir- we have 37 films to talk about and to preview, and that's just too much for one podcast. Is that correct? That is correct, because a little behind-the-scenes information, we tried, and I died. I died halfway through, so (laughs) I was like, um, this is too many movies to talk about at once. Everyone else will also die if they have to listen to it straight through. (laughs) So if you are a madman listening to part two immediately after part one, wow, like, you tag me in the comments and say that you are tougher than me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Let us know, and we will crown you the most dedicated podcast listener that we have. Yeah. It'll be very exciting. See, and putting this in front of part one is a good challenge. That way they know that they need to (laughs) do it for part two. That's right. That's right. So for this one, we basically went through November for this part of the podcast so starting so there's the 37 films in total Total. and and hallmark movies mysteries yes obviously both channels hold the same place in our heart so we ended up going through the first 19 all the way up to a shoe addicts christmas on november 25th So in part two, watch out, because it's all December, all the time. Yeah, it's going to be great. And the plan is is to post this first part of the preview uh, on the 26th. And the next part, the following Friday. Yes, and the 26th, as all of you know, is Countdown to Christmas Eve. Because it is the eve before countdown to christmas that's right so it's very hollowed very exciting so here we go let's preview can you explain our ridiculous ranking system that we have okay, for this stop podcast? calling it ridiculous <laughs> so instead of giving it like a we are so excited a one we have decided to give it a stocking ranking so all of the items are going to be items one would receive in a christmas stocking Um, A diamond ring, obviously, being the most sought after and most desired thing in a Christmas stocking, followed closely by an orange. Um, Bringing in third place would be a pair of socks. And in last place, what else but coal? So if we are really excited for the movie, unbelievably excited, it gets a diamond ring. If we think this movie will probably be terrible or it does not excite us, it's going to get a coal. And uh, somewhere in the middle is where we'll rank them. Yeah. So it's going to be really fun. And you'll definitely have to let us know your rankings of excitement. These could, like some, definitely disappointed last year. And we're not the diamond rings that we hoped. Like Mr. Present, Mr. Uh, Christmas present was very disappointing <laughs> for me. And I gave that a diamond ring. 
I believe. And uh, yeah, and then there were ones that were way better than expected. I think Miss Christmas was better than uh, expected. I uh, I know you liked uh, Song for Christmas much better than you expected. Uh, there were a number that surprised us. So that's what we hope. Yes. So this basically means nothing, but it will be informative and let you know about all of the Hallmark movies that have been announced. Yes. Um, I'm just going to go up ahead and put an asterisk on this podcast right now and say, um, in the footnotes, we're going to say pretty much everything can change. New movies might be added and titles are likely going to be different because this happened to us last year. We were like, perfect. We have no, all this information is going to be set. There were about 45 movies that were different than what we yeah. thought they were going to be. Although so, this year we have uh, an ace in our, our deck, I guess, uh, that in our hand with our friend Cherry, who is incredible and is a is it has been such a resource. So we just want to give a huge, no, she'll be listening, huge shout out to Sherry for all her research that she did to help us with this preview. So huge props. Yes, Sherry is a social media sleuth extraordinaire, queen of everything. Yes, so thank you very much. And uh, so let's dive in. This when we're covering both Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, so this is exciting. See that we are going to pre- preview is coming to us tomorrow. It's not even Halloween, and it's very very fun. We have got Christmas at Pemberley Manor. This stars Jessica Laundess, who's in December Bride, A Magical Christmas, Ornaments, and Yes, I Do, and Michael Rady, uh, Cloudy with the Chance of Love, and A Joyous Christmas. And I do love, Entertainment Weekly had these contains, and I don't know why they make me, I don't think they make anybody else laugh, but they make me laugh, so I gotta read them. The contains is Attractive Billionaire, and a state in Jeopardy. As Christmas approaches, Elizabeth Bennett, a New York event planner, is sent to a quaint small town to organize their holiday festival. When she arrives, she finds William Darcy, a high-profile billionaire lacking in holiday spirit, in the process of selling the charming estate she hoped to use as a venue. Determined to make her event a success, Elizabeth persuades the reluctant Darcy to let her hold the festival on the historical estate once known for its holiday cheer. When they wind up working together to arrange the festivities, the unlikely pair begins falling for each other. Oh my. (laughs) But when complications arise, oh, and the festival is unexpectedly shut down, the couple parts ways and Darcy moves forward with his plans to sell the estate. On the night before Christmas, a wistful Elizabeth hopes for a Christmas miracle to revive the festival, save the estate, and rekindle her holiday romance. What's gonna happen, Rachel? (laughs) So there's two movies that are Pride and Prejudice themed this year for Hallmark. We'll talk about one later on. Um, And this is the one that's from Elizabeth's perspective. And I have read the other book and we'll talk about it later. But I think this story, I'm more high on this Mm -hmm. because I think this story works better from Elizabeth's perspective because she's the one that has to do most of the change and takes most of the risk. And uh, and I, I don't know, it, I just think it becomes more generic when it's a, you know, rich guy from, it's a, a rich girl from the city moving and moving to the small town and meeting a, a you know, a great guy. That's really nice. <laughs> it just is not as interesting. 
And so I'm actually uh, higher on this than I thought I'd be, I guess, because of that comparison, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I think it'll probably get a little bit of a bump because it is the first one. And, you know, I'll just be so excited to, for it to be the first one. What do you think? Do you think it'll be influenced yet? It'll get a, a first movie bump? You know, it might also, it might get the before thanks, before Halloween slump. Because there might be some some hard-nosed people who refuse to watch movies before Halloween. Um, But that being said, I'm pretty excited about it. This was written by Rick Garman, who I think does a lot of great work. So I'm pretty hopeful about the script and um, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I think that I would give this um, probably an orange. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually giving an orange as well. Uh, and um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I think it, it, hopefully it'll be fun. All right, next we have Christmas Joy. This is on the 3rd of November. And Daniel Pennebaker, uh, who's in Recipe for Love, of course. And Matt Long in his homework debut. And the contains are Reignition of Old Flames and an intense baking competition (laughs) not just a baking competition it's intense perfect uh the plot summary for this is joy holbrook is an intuitive market researcher in dc who has captured the attention of the account ceo and is about to get a sweet promotion just in time for the holidays she receives an urgent phone call from home and she rushes rushes back to crystal falls north carolina to help her aunt recover from surgery and was reunited with her former crush, Ben. Oh, hey, Ben. To keep her aunt focused on healing, Joy volunteers to take Ruby's place in the town legendary baking competition, The Cookie Crawl, which is not a great name. Much to the amusement of Ben, who knows Joy Joy has absolutely no idea of the Herculean task before her. (laughs) Though Joy initially refuses Ben's attempts to co-captain, she begins to soften and let him in, all the while remembering that there truly is no place like home. Uh, I feel like the Wizard of Oz is going to sue for that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. This sounds so ridiculous. The cookie crawl, and this is a Herculean task? I mean, I know they take their festivals very seriously. They're baking competitions. I know it's intense. And it's a legendary baking competition. (laughs) But I don't know. I give I give a good grade to whoever wrote this summary. They did a very good job. Yeah, they did. Um, but, I, and this is based on a novel uh, by Nancy Nagel. I did not get a chance to read this novel because it is not available on audiobook, which is very helpful to me <laughs> to be able to get through books faster uh, as I work. Uh, and, and so, and it, but it is co-written by Tracy Andrine, who has usually works with uh, Lee Friedlander, who's amazing. Uh, and so, and she has a certain degree of, I think, spice to her writing, a certain degree of fun to her writing. So there's some reason to be excited. Danielle, Danielle Pennebaker, I think, is a good actress. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Amber? I'm really excited about the cast. And like you said, I'm excited about Tracy Andreen co-writing this. Um, I have a little bit of concerns just based on the inside fact that it was initially set to be the premiere movie and it got 
bumped. So I don't know if they just think that the other people might bring in more of a draw or if they're just like, oh, this doesn't want to, we don't want to start off with this foot. So that's a little nervous. Um, but overall, I'd say I actually am pretty excited about it. But because of that bump, I'm going to have to give it a little bit of a downgrade. So it's kind of like an, a, an orange that's been wrapped in a sock. <laughs> we'll give this a orange. But yeah, it's kind of like an one you're not sure is going to be really ripe or not. So you peel it and you're like, <laughs> I don't know. And you're like, oh no, there's sock inside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So road we to, kind of agree. Yeah, basically the same. All right, Road to Christmas, we have on the 4th, this is Jesse Schramm, who has been in a million things, Harvest Moon, Royal New Year's Eve, uh, and she's great. Chad Michael Murray, who was in The Beach House earlier this year, Terrell Rothery, who's been in everything, Contains for this one are Secret Plan, Family Reunion, and Vermont. <laughs> Vermont's a big thing to contain. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. That's a pretty big state. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised. Actually, I don't even know. Is it a small one? It's one Vermont of the is ones, a very it? teeny tiny state. But for Christmas. Oh, then I see how it can contain it. But for Christmas joy, Vermont is very big. Like, it's like the, if you think of Christmas, you think of Vermont. That's not true. But I think of Santa. Well, as far as state connections. <laughs> yeah, I think of Santa the state. Okay, you're good. <laughs> I'm surprised it doesn't have road trip, family road trip. Well, road maybe, the, who knows? Let's read the plot and see yeah. if it's about that. <laughs> um, so this movie is a Los Angeles television producer, Maggie Baker, pretty good name, unwittingly falls for Danny Wise, excellent name, the son and former producer of his mother's popular annual Christmas special, Julia Wise Lifestyles. Incredible. When Maggie's secret plan to reunite Danny and his two brothers with Julia during the live broadcast in Vermont goes awry, Maggie is reminded that above all, it is the love for family and friends that makes the merriest of Christmases. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Um, that's it. like the plot itself seems pretty basic, but I have so much faith in this cast and the names are amazing. So I am pretty excited. Plus I'm really excited to see Chad Michael Murray do something in a movie that I probably won't hate. Mm -hmm. I like the beach house, which he liked, but I hated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought he was so flirty and fun in that. So I'm looking forward to seeing him with Jesse and uh, she's been, I think, great in all of her movies. I've liked all the ones that I've seen. Mm -hmm. Birthday Wish was great. I forgot to mention that. Uh, so just on her alone, I am going to give it an orange. Excellent. Thinking yeah. about maybe a diamond, but I don't know if I'm quite there yet. Th this movie was directed by Alan Harmon and written by Zachary Hug. And I don't know who either of them are. Sorry to their publicists. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm gonna give it an orange, but there might be like some diamond yeah, dust I feel. Yeah. on it. Yeah. All right. Here's one that you will be live tweeting. Can we agree? <laughs> Please. Yeah, it's fine. Like, maybe we'll maybe we'll we'll uh, outsource the live yeah. tweeting on this one. It's Merry Father Christmas, and if you have been following this podcast, you know that. <laughs> Engaging Father Christmas took me to a dark place. <laughs> it 
was not my fave. And I thought it was just, the story was awful. And I thought that everybody on the Whitcomb family was selfish and terrible and hated them. And I didn't think that they used Winnie Malik to be funny and snarky, like she's great at. And so, I don't know, it just didn't work for me. I know a lot of people love it. I hated it. Um, so now we have the sequel where they're getting married and it's Aaron Krakow, of course, who's delightful and uh, in other things. And then Kyle Mater, who's also great in other things. And Wendy Malik, who's great in Daro and Daro. I just don't like this series. Um, but maybe this one will win me over and be incredible because it, it contains Search for a Biological Father, Mysterious Visitor, and Wedding Drama. I feel like the person who wrote this didn't actually know what they were writing about. They just read the summary because she's not searching for her biological father in this one. That happened in the first movie. (laughs) I wondered. I was like, what? Anyway, so this movie is about when Miranda sets off to find information on her biological father two Christmases ago, she never imagined her investigation would lead her to both the love of her life, Ian, and the family she had always longed for, including Margaret Whitcomb, which yeah. is a great name. I will still say that. And stepbrother Peter Whitcomb, less good in the name. After her romantic engagement last Christmas, Miranda prepares for a Christmas wedding surrounded by this new family. While Miranda finalizes the details of her big day, like, is she going to move to the town? Is he moving? I hope we find out. Margaret forges a surprise romance with a friend from the past. Yeah, Wendy Malick, get it, girl. Miranda's wedding plans are quickly complicated when a mysterious visitor who claims to have ties to her late parents, what, reaches out to her just days before her wedding. As Miranda's wedding approaches, she must decide if she wants to spend one of the most momentous days of her life with this new family connection and must carefully navigate the first steps into the next chapter of her life with Ian. I fell asleep halfway through that. (laughs) I wonder if the reporter will try to use it to manipulate her again. I, I, I just, I, it's just not for me. I don't like, I just feel like, I just don't like these characters. I feel like they're kind of selfish. And uh, why is she even considering, hey, spending Christmas with these new people when she's got the supposed family for Christmas. Like, you don't do that. Like, what? And especially when she's about to get married. Like, what? And so, yeah, I give it a coal big lump. Yeah. Coal. I don't want to say too much about it because we're going to get in trouble for saying coal. But, I mean, frankly, it's coal. It is. It's coal. (laughs) Sorry. Caroline will have to forgive us. (laughs) She'll never forgive us. No, she won't. Um, okay, so it's Christmas Eve, and this on the 10th, and it has Leanne Rhymes in her homework debut, and Tyler Hines, who has been following for you, and we have our interview with him. You can check it out. He was great. Uh, and so we have... <laughs> I don't know why I'm the only one who probably thinks it's funny. Multiple Rhymes performances. <laughs> School budget, uh, oh, sorry, multiple rhymes performances, school budget trims, and internet crowdfunding. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. He says, as interim school superintendent, 
Eve trims budget, and now she's in her hometown where it's personal. Her <laughs> handsome neighbor, Liam, which, by the way, have we already had a Liam? I think we have. We did, is a yeah. music teacher, and Eve feels his program must be cut but luckily, her friend is married to an IT guy who's created a website for donations directly to Save the Arts program. Launched during the tree lighting ceremony where Liam's students will perform, the website could provide the Christmas miracle the town needs. Already, the universe is cooperating. He was back home, and she, Liam, and his daughter look like they might be celebrating many a future Christmas. This movie sounds terrible, but this person who wrote this is amazing. <laughs> well, here's the things that I have to hope about this movie. I do think that Tyler Hines, he, he, I fell in love with him in Falling for You. So I'm pretty excited to see him in another movie. I feel like him and Leanne will probably have decent chemistry. And I do think she's a good singer. Some people hate her singing. I like her singing. And I've heard the songs from the album, whatever, that goes along with the movie. And I think they're nice. I like them. So, uh, but it does sound very Christmas melody <laughs> to me. And I'm not that big a fan of that one. It's not Lisa Chabert's best movie. So the plot doesn't sound great. But it probably won't have sexy Santa little girl singing song like that movie does. I don't know. Um, so I I don't know. I'm very mixed, I guess, actually, about this movie. I but I think I'm gonna give a sock. All right. Um, I actually so the cast is great for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and this one was also written by Tracy Andreen, so that's a point in its favor. Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with the director, so I, he doesn't do anything for mm -hmm. me, but this movie, movie also has Giles Panton oh, yeah. everywhere this Christmas because he's in at least three Hallmark <laughs> movies and two Lifetime Christmas movies and an Up Christmas movie. The boy's been busy. So it's exciting to see the first sighting of him of the season. It's like reindeer i guess and so that being said i'm gonna give it socks with some orange zest yeah that's kind of how i feel too i'm basically on the same page okay cool I'm cool just, cool i'm just messaging Emma. but the plot is pretty pretty lame <laughs> so although the universe is already cooperating that's what it said Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> okay, next we have Christmas in Love. And this is on the 11th of November. And it has Brooke Diorsay, who is in one of our favorites, How to Fall in Love. Uh, but also was in Miss Christmas last year, which like, got a big five from us, which was very exciting. Uh, and it has Dana Lissing from One Calls the Heart and Mary Margaret Humes from Home by Spring, which I try to think about as little as possible. I, no, Mary Margaret Humes from Dawson's Creek. Okay. <laughs> and the contains are Quaint Bakery, Threat of Layoffs, and autom Automation. This movie, Ellie Hartman is an inspiring crafter working in her small town's bakery making famous Christmas Kringles. Ooh. When the new big city CEO, Nick Carlingson, visits the bakery, he arrives filled with modernization ideas destined to lay off many employees. <laughs> What a nice guy. 
During his visit, Ellie is to teach Nick how to make a Kringle and determined to show him it's the people who make the business a success, not machines. I think the machines are going to win. This is a Terminator movie. <laughs> Nick meets more of the employees and townspeople, visits the food bank, and begins to see all the kindness that is shared, and he begins to soften. Though, not convinced automation isn't better. Struggling with chasing her own entrepreneurial dreams, Ellie begins to fall for Nick, but not before feeling betrayed when she inadvertently sees Nick's laptop filled with automation plans. <laughs> I mean, I hate when I see robots on like, someone's computer. Like, spoiler alert, this summer. I know, this movie is the whole movie. This, when <laughs> Nick finally tells the employees his future ideas for the company, Ellie must decide if she should trust him, but more importantly, whether to take a leap of faith in making her own dreams come true. Yeah. How do you feel in general about uh, Christmas businesses and the takeovers, you know, like the, the Santa hat one, for instance, this kind of a thing. I homework. mean, I don't know. It's kind of stupid. Like, I don't really, frankly, I know the towns aren't going to be destroyed because that's not Christmassy. So there's no stakes. It's not interesting. Um, what I do think is interesting is I'm not sure if he's like trying to take over or if he's like been brought in as a consultant. And if it's just a consultancy, I feel better about it. I don't know. Yeah, because it just says visits. Mm -hmm. But he arrives with modernization ideas to lay out many employees. That makes me laugh. Um, yeah, I, he's probably like a consultant kind of a thing. And it can work in some of them that just can be so cute. Uh, like, I mean, it's not exactly the same, but Love of the Thanksgiving Day Parade is kind of that idea. Like, the, 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 you have the quaint uh, lady, and then you have the, you know, the, the consultant coming in to make it more effective. Like, that dynamic has been done many times. Um, but you know what? I'm not that convinced that they're going to have good chemistry. For some reason, I just feel like Rick say I know she'll be a light and wonderful and beautiful, but I don't know. Her and Daniel listening, I just, for some reason, I'm just not sure that they'll have great chemistry. Yeah, I feel that same kind of way. Yeah. And I mean, it is going to get a bump. It's going to get a Brooke bump because I love her so much and I think she's going to do such a good job, but I don't know. I'm going to end up giving this one socks. That means without Brooke Dior say this is a Cole movie. Yeah. I think so too. I'm going to also give it a sock. So we're just on the same page about this season. Yeah. So Why are there even two of us? <laughs> they, they had the name Christmas Recipe in Love or something like that. I like that much better than Christmas in Love. Like what? Yeah, it's boring. It has nothing to do with the movie. What's that? Yeah, that's boring. It has nothing yeah. to do with the movie. Yeah, agreed. All right. Then we have A Veteran's Christmas. This is on Movies and Mysteries, of course. Um, and this has uh, Eloise Mumford, who was in Christmas with Holly, and Sean Ferris, who was also in Christmas with Holly. So it's a little bit of a reunion. And our contains our small town stranding, possible reunion with a canine, likely romance between decorating war vet and judge. So there you go. There you go. Oh, did I say decorate? Ah, I can read again. Darn it. So the contains are small town stra stranding, <laughs> stranding, I didn't know that was a word, uh, possible reunion with a canine, likely romance between decorated war vet and judge. 
Oh, there we go. This movie is about Captain Grace Garland, a decorated U.S. veteran who returns home after two, search of, two tours of search and rescue in Afghanistan. After being separated from her beloved canine partner, Grace must rediscover the magic of Christmas. When she finds herself stranded in the town of Rivers Crossing, a couple of weeks before Christmas, the local judge, Joe Peterson, hubba hubba, <laughs> offers her a place to stay on his property and takes it upon himself to show Grace everything she has been missing. Christmas, family, community, and love. Um, yeah. I'm actually go. really high on this. I think this sounds so sweet. Especially once you're involving the reunion of a soldier and a puppy. I mean, come on. That's going to be so cute. And I think the fact they've worked together before and been good before. And so they'll, I think, have good chemistry. So I'm, I, I think this might be my first diamond ring. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm giving this a zesty sock. What? Really? I'm just, nah, I don't know. The whole thing just seemed a little too much for me. Why is she stranded? Why? What about this dog? I don't love dog stories most of the time. It's, I mean, it's a fine balance. I'm just saying, odds are for me, this is a zesty sock. I think it sounds really sweet. I'm on board. I think well, so. I know you gave it a diamond ring. I gave it less. That's why yes. we have opinions. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Next, we have Christmas at Graceland. This is on the 17th. This was, I believe, the first film ever to be allowed to be filmed in Graceland, if I'm not mistaken. That's pretty crazy. So this uh, stars Kelly Pickler in her debut, and Wes Brown, who has been in a million, was recently just in Under the Autumn Moon, and uh, so the contains reignition of old flames, bank acquisition, and Memphis Blues. All right. So in this movie, Laurel, a Chicago-based business executive, travels to Memphis to secure one of the city's oldest family-owned banks. What? Who takes? Who buys a bank? I just. <laughs> While in Memphis, Laurel reunites with old flame Clay a local music promoter with loftier aspirations. Though Laurel tries to keep her eye on the prize of the business acquisition, Clay is very persuasive. How does he persuade her? Reminding her of the days when they were a performing duo on the brink of stardom. Now Laurel's focus to the turns to the home of the blues and dreams of making music again. Hmm. So I guess both according to our friend Cherry, she said that I guess uh, Wes... Is, is also going to be singing in addition to Kelly in the um, movie. So that's fun. I guess he is as, as experienced as a singer, I guess. And uh, and so, and I like Kelly Pickler as a singer. I think she's a very good singer. And so that's probably my biggest excitement and just the whole Graceland thing I think will be fun. And I'm not convinced though that Kelly Pickler will be a very good actress. <laughs> And so that's my concern with the film. Uh, so uh, I don't know. What are you going to give it? I can't decide. Uh, I'm going to give it. I don't know. It's tough. Socks. I feel like I'm being really mean, but socks is not cool. 
Like, isn't that cool? <laughs> um, what did you get marrying Father Christmas? I can't even remember. I've already forgotten. Cole. Cole. That's right. Okay. I was going to say. Uh, um, yeah. And this is produced by the person who did Home by Spring, which. Uh, which I liked um, and you didn't. No, it was terrible. Um, so I, I'm also going to give it a sock. But, like, but hey. Yeah. This is a this is a challenge. This is a call to arms. <laughs> you impress us, and we will be we will eat those socks. That's right. That's not right. literally. <laughs> yes, we want to see all of these socks turn into diamond rings so much. All right, we have Return to Christmas Creek. This is on the seventeenth. This stars Tori Anderson, Stephen Huzar, who is in Magical Christmas Ornaments. And uh, Stephen Weber, Weber, uh, and who was in Duke, which was so sad. It was so good. Um, and then Carrie Matchett, and uh, it, it contains Holiday Homecoming, Romance with Childhood Friend, Family Feud, and Unconventional Toy Deliveries. <laughs> okay. And I'm just going to warn you right now, this summary is long so you might want to go take a bathroom break right now it is long so as christmas approaches amelia a career focused app developer who hates christmas i'm summarizing goes back to her the small town of christmas creek to rediscover the meaning of christmas there she reunites with her childhood best friend mike and her estranged uncle harry whose mysterious rift with her amelia's father divided her family during the holiday season when she was a child as she engages in local festivities, she begins falling for Mike, and she fills the Christmas spirit again, looking forward to Harry's Christmas Eve tradition of delivering toys to needy children in his small private airplane, oh, like one does. Meanwhile, Harry begins repairing the damaged relationship with his ex-girlfriend, Pamela. This is where it gets complicated. <laughs> But as she helps prepare Harry's plane for the toy delivery, a shocked Amelia learns her parents have unexpectedly shown up in town for the holiday, adding more people, and is crushed when her father and Harry resume their long-standing feud. On Christmas Eve, disappointed, disappointed by her family's fighting, Amelia prepares to return to Chicago and leave behind Christmas Creek and her budding romance with Mike along with it. But just as about to leave, she feels a burst of inspiration that just might turn things around and help her family finally restore peace and embrace romance as love prepares to take flight for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo, good job. How long go. is this movie? That took me 90 minutes to read. I don't know. <laughs> if you guys stopped listening, you come back, come back. Come back, no. come back, come back, come back. It's <laughs> over. It's over, I promise. Um, I don't know. I I feel like this could be fun if they have chemistry, but I'm not feeling it super much. Um, so I think we another sock. I'm going straight up coal for this. Yeah. If you if you need to throw that many twists and turns and <laughs> surprise parents and oops, a surprise extra relationship for the uncle, and while we're at it, there's a plane that drops presence out of the sky i don't know that it does that but it would be better if it does yeah. it's too much it's coal yeah yeah I, I i can understand and empathize with your coal all right <laughs> next we have the godwink christmas this is on the 18th 
And it has, can you believe it, Amber? Kimberly Sested <gasps> and Paul Campbell. <gasps> so exciting. And it also has Giles Panton, who we love. Giles Panton and Kathleen yes. Gifford. And so, and oh, that's right, Kathleen Gifford. <laughs> and we actually previewed this last year, believe it or not, but then it didn't end up happening. But this year it's definitely happening. It's done. And it contains multiple trips to Nantucket <laughs> and engagement that doesn't feel right. A Hoda-less Kathy Lee Gifford. So there you go. There you go. And the summary for this says, as Christmas approaches, Paula, a St. Louis, did you say Louis or Louis? I say St. Louis, unless I'm well, saying. I'm very, Louis. I'm not very familiar. We're best friends. So St. Louis, <laughs> antique appraiser, reluctantly accepts a marriage proposal from her boyfriend, Daniel, a career-focused attorney. When her Aunt Jane senses she has mixed emotions over the engagement, she invites Paula to her Nantucket home. Upon her arrival, Paula plans a trip to the nearby island of Martha's Vineyard, where she meets Gary, a charming inn owner. And if he's played by Paul Campbell, which he is, he'll be the charmingest inn owner in all of Indom. That's right. When bad weather prevents her from departing, Paula winds up staring at Gary's Inn and enjoying local holiday festivities alongside him. They begin to have feelings for each other. Scandal! <laughs> but when the weather clears up, they part ways, and Paula returns to Nantucket. Sensing, sensing she's fallen for Gary, Aunt Jane shares with Paula that her belief that their meaning their meeting was a God's was oh my goodness that their meeting was God's way of winking at her to help her determine which direction her life should take. When Daniel surprises her by spontane spontaneously arriving in Nantucket, Paula decides to move forward with their marriage plans. What, Paula? <laughs> Back in St. Louis, Daniel soon returns to his all-business ways, and a fed-up Paula finally realizes they're not compatible. When Jane invites her back to Nantucket for Christmas, Paula accepts, unaware that Jane has devised a plan to bring her and Gary together. From author Squire Rushnell of the God Weeks book series. So, uh, Amber, if this, if you just had the summary, what would you give it? Uh, I don't know. Just the summary, not knowing anything about anyone in it. Yeah. <sighs> Probably socks. Yeah. But knowing the cast and maybe seeing the trailers and stuff that we've seen, what do you give it? I'm giving it a diamond ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> So I actually read this Godwings book and this, the, they're kind of like uh, chicken soup for the soul books. They're just like cute little inspirational stories. Uh, and the idea is it's, it's like these little miracles that happen in life where you're like, how did we meet at this place at this time? And you said that exact thing that I needed to help me in my life. You know, that happens hopefully with all of us from time to time, just like us meeting about podcasting with me. <laughs> that was the God wink in our life, I think. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, I, it, it's cute. It's, it's really fun. And, uh, and then, yeah, I mean, come on, get out of here with this cast. Paul Campbell, Kimberly Sustad. I think it's going to be super sweet and fun. 
And so yeah, diamond ring, let's, let's do it. It's going to be good. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. They are literally my dream cast. Yeah. Like, I don't even know where to go from now. Now that Christmas in Evergreen, Letters to Santa. So this is our sequel. Very exciting. Christmas in Evergreen. Can we say that? We yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And it had a fun cast. And I really liked Holly Robinson Pete. I thought her character was really funny. And her festival, Zilla, I thought was brilliant. And they should put it in way more of these movies. But anyway, uh, so there's Letters to Santa. And we have Jill Wagner, my cousin, stepping in as the lead. And uh, they have Mark Declan, Holly Rosen Pete, Barbara Niven, Andrew Francis, woohoo, and Ashley Williams. I think I don't think Ashley Williams is going to be in it very much. I don't so know. She's probably there to hand the reindeer reins to yeah. Jill Wagner because I haven't seen her like in any of the publicity. I feel like so I don't know. But anyway, the contains are Save the General Store campaign, undelivered letters to Santa, and a hot contractor heck that's yeah very exciting hopefully that's andrew francis it's not <laughs> darn it i want andrew francis to be a proper secondary character who gets to be the lead in the third movie yeah i can approve that okay there all we right go. so this movie says when lisa takes a last minute christmas trip to her hometown of evergreen she finds that the historic general store has been closed is that the store with the shaking Snow globe? Snow globe, yeah. Using her skills as a professional retail designer, Lisa decides to keep local tradition alive and help the good people of Evergreen bring the store back to life. As Lisa charms a local contractor named Kevin into working with her, the pair find themselves facing one surprise after another as they restore the store to its former glory. Restore the store is difficult to say. When the staff at the Kringle Kitchen... What? The Kringle Kitchen? Temporarily accept the store's beloved mailbox to Santa for safekeeping, the townspeople find and rally around a mysterious 25-year-old letter that never made it to the North Pole. As old traditions are made new again, Lisa finds herself falling for Kevin, the traditions, and the town of Evergreen. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess maybe Jill was just so tired of shaking that snuggle last year. She's like, no, no more snuggles. You mean Ashley Williams? Oh no, the snow globe from uh, Maggie. Maggie, yeah, she did shake that thing and look at it so intensely. So long. <laughs> um, I don't know. What do you feel about this? Okay, so I am really excited about this. Like, I almost started to cry reading this thing when they were talking about the mysterious twenty-five-year-old letter that was never made to the North Pole. I mean, I know they're just basically stealing Seinfeld delivers niche here. Oh, but, clever. Yeah. But I love that. So I'm fine with it. Um, I'm honestly, and, and Teddy Sears is, a, I don't think, in it. So I won't be worried about being murdered. So I'm giving this a diamond ring. Yeah. Huh. A diamond ring, huh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I hope it'll be cute and it does have my cousin. So I think I will give it an orange. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm very excited for it. I think it's going to be really great. Yeah. And I guess Barbara Niven is going to be back, right? Yeah, yeah. Barbara that, Niven. Yeah, Barbara and I um and Rick Garman wrote this. Yeah. It's You're it's going right. to be great. I know I am. I always <laughs> think that's right. All right. Last Vermont Christmas. This was the 
most recent ad that we just got a couple weeks ago after the after the the entertainment weekly story uh it's last vermont christmas this is the 19th of november it stars aaron cahill who's in sleigh bells ring and justin bruning from thanksgiving house and it contains sibling reunion vermont <laughs> guy who weirdly wants to buy his ex-girlfriend's family home yeah he does <laughs> weirdly He's the guy who was like, give me that house. <laughs> Very, I mean, I guess that is sort of a weird thing to do. What are you going to do? I don't, I don't know. know. That's okay. Sweet. The three Marvin sisters, Megan, Bethany, and Mary, gather from across the country to spend Christmas together under the same roof in their beloved childhood home. And while they couldn't be any more different from one another, they all agree on one thing. There's nothing more magical than spending Christmas together with their parents. Unfortunately, this legacy is coming to an end as their parents have decided to sell the house and their buyer is Megan's formal high school sweetheart, Nash. What a name. As she returns home this Christmas, Megan works to keep her beloved childhood home that is being bought by her high school sweetheart. And so this movie to me, it kind of sounds like in Pride and Prejudice, when Mr. Collins wants to marry her so she can keep the house. Like, this is what I feel like. Oh, yeah. Like, That's Elizabeth good. is going to marry Collins so she can keep the house. <laughs> Here's a bad sign for this movie. It was written by the same person who wrote The Perfect Christmas Present, our not-so-favorite movie last year. But here's a good sign for this movie. It was written by the same person that you're talking about who also wrote Snowman's. Yeah, that's true. Snowman's is really good. So we have nothing to say. They <laughs> <laughs> can cancel each other out, right? Um, yeah, so do we know either who's these actresses? Oh, Aaron Cahill. She's um, cute. Yeah, so I will give this an orange. Okay, and the guy who directed this also directed The Spirit of Christmas, which was, I don't know what network it was from, but it's amazing and Rachel has now seen. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to give this one an orange as well. Mm. All right, Hope at Christmas. This on 20th, this has Ryan Pavey. Uh, and uh, who's in the Darcy movies and Harvest Love and Scotty Thompson as a debut. And uh, it contains Inheritance, Bookstore, and A Town Santa. All right. And so this movie, Sydney Ragsdale, recently divorced, decides to spend Christmas in a house she inherited with her young daughter, as Sydney begins to spend more time at the local bookstore, she meets a teacher, Mac, who also fills in for the town Santa. Mac tries to make Christmas wishes come true, and this year, Sydney is the top of his nice is at the top of his nice list. As a new opportunity with the bookstore unfolds, Mac helps Sydney open herself up to life, love, and believing in the spirit of Christmas again. Yes, so I have actually read this book. This book is, they didn't change the name. This is the name of the book, Cobra Christmas by Nancy Nagel. And uh, it's perfectly serviceable, I guess. It's perfectly cute. 
side is a little bit spicy, so they definitely have to tone it down. Um, but I think this one will completely depend upon the chemistry between Ryan Pavey and this um, Scotty Thompson. Do you agree? Um, yeah, I guess. It seems pretty boring. Yeah. It, it wasn't. That being said, I'm going to give it socks. I mean, I have a lot of faith. Ron Oliver, you know, helped write it. He's amazing. And, uh, and it does have one of my favorite people, um, Nelson Wong in it, because he's just great. But that being said, I'm just, I'm going socks. Yeah, I mean, I give it a sock. I I feel like usually the the movies that are based on books are a little better because there's sort of like another rough draft. Um, so I'm hoping they'll elevate it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's like a a orange sock, <laughs> orange colored sock um, for me. But we'll see. Okay, next we have Christmas at Grand Valley. This is on the 21st. This stars Danica McKellar. And this one might have been moved around I, now that I think about it. But anyway, this was the, the latest date that we had. Christmas at Grand Valley, Danica McKellar, Brennan Elliott, Dan Lauria, who worked with her on The Wonder Years. So that's a great get for Hallmark. Very smart. And it contains Holiday Homecoming, artist rediscovering her passion in more ways than one. Hey, now. I'm talking about her passion like that. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Uh, All right, so this says, burned out from the hubbub of the Chicago gallery world, artist Kelly returns home to the picturesque Grand Valley just in time for Christmas. Maybe her favorite town's shining season will reinvigorate her love of art and guide her down her next path. Leo, businessman and all-star dad to his children, which is nice to see. Most of the time you don't get to see that. Because mm -hmm. they either make them one or the other. Yeah. Struggles to balance his time this holiday season. When he is assigned to review a hotel in Grand Valley for its value, he sees this as a perfect opportunity for our Christmas family vacation. It isn't long until Kelly and Leo's worlds collide, as Kelly re-experiences her favorite Grand Valley traditions with Leo and his children, she begins to find her way back to her passion for art. Mm. So, are you excited to have a Wonder Years reunion? I'm excited for the Wonder Years reunion. I'm excited for the pairing of Danica McKellar and Brennan Elliott because they're both outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's great. The plot seems a little meh, but that being said, I am going to give this an orange with like the hint of diamonds. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and give this a diamond ring because I think that Danica will be super cute with kids. Mm -hmm. I think it'll have really cute moments and at least it's not like a save the farm story. At least yeah. it's something a little different i'm just gonna go for it and there we go okay okay christmas at the palace this is on the 22nd we have Merritt patterson who was of course in royal wedding and recently wedding march four uh britney bristow who was in love on safari recently and uh, they there contains lots of ice skating a king who's skating on thin ice by falling for his daughter's instructor yeah, I mean, and that basically tells you the plot. Katie, a former professional ice skater, Merritt Patterson, just so you know, I was curious about who was going to be the main girl since I want Brittany Bristow to be the main girl. Sounds like she's not. Is hired by the king of Sansova, an amazing <laughs> kingdom name. 
the king's name is Alexander, to help his daughter in a Christmas ice skating performance. As Katie spends time in the castle and with the king, she and Alex begin to develop feelings for each other and ultimately fall in love. But will the tradition-loving people of Sansova, still a great name, allow their king to make a foreigner their queen? It yes. worked for Prince Harry. Yeah, that's right. So I think this sounds really fun and something that's just a tiny bit different. I know we've gotten like a million princess movies this year, but for the most part, I actually enjoyed enjoyed them. <laughs> I like them. And I think, I mean, I like Mary Patterson. I like Brittany Bristow. So I'm going to give it a diamond ring. I am gonna think I'm going to really like it. Okay. And uh, Andrew Cooper is the mm-hmm. guy in it, and he's handsome. That's right. He was and in Once Upon a Prince, correct? Royal Hearts. Oh, Royal Hearts. Yeah. I love that. And the only thing about this movie is, what is Brittany Bristow in this movie? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it was filmed in Romania. Yes. So, so uh, I'm excited for it. That being said, I'm only going to give it an orange just because I need to know what's going on with my Brit Brit. All right. So we have Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe. So on the 23rd, Lacey Schbert, Brendan Penny. And then we have Contains, Holiday Homecoming, Reconciliation with Parents, Old Rivalry Blossoming into Romance. Okay. This one, Darcy, that's Lacey Chabert, has always worked hard to prove herself and be successful on her own terms, even choosing to start her own company rather than work with her father. Returning to her hometown for Christmas, Darcy reconnects with an old rival, restaurant owner Luke, and they are forced to plan a charity event together. As Darcy spends time with her family and Luke, she starts to realize what matters most in life and sets out to mend her relationship with her father and possibly fall in love, based on the book of the same title by Melissa de la Cruz. So the thing about this, I haven't read the book, and this is just a high concept thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think they understand uh, Fitzwilliam Darcy. (laughs) Yeah, elaborate a little bit. So Darcy's not just, like, a jerk who hates people. Right. Like, he's, like, sh- socially awkward and shy and super hardworking. Mm-hmm. And he would never not work with his father. Like, he's all about family. Yeah, I agree with you there. I, I think, the, the, I did read the book. And my problem, like I mentioned a little bit before, my problem with the book is that I don't think it works to have the story told from Darcy's perspective uh, because I just think that uh, you have this, uh, you basically have Luke, the Lizzie character, that it was kind of, I don't know, they kind of made her sort of a paragon of virtue and uh, she's coming from the big city uh, it's, it's kind of sweet home about Alabama in that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Lacey Chabert can pull that off because, you know, she's great. Um, but the way it is in the book, at least, I just felt like it was very bland and very not fun. And I love Pride and Prejudice knockoffs. and Pride, Like, I like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Nobody liked that. I liked uh, Unleashed Mr. Darcy. I like, I like my Pride and Prejudice takes you know i'm fine with that Uh, but i just didn't love the book and so that's definitely influencing my choice but i do have faith in that 
she will do what she can with it. And I do like Brendan Penny and Lacey Spare. So I'm torn. Yeah, I'm exactly the same place as you. This plot doesn't scream to me. I love it. But I love Nina. I think she does great work um, sometimes with not the best material. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I haven't read the book. It might be amazing to me. But mm. just high concept. It's not for me right now. Um, but I love Nina. I have so much faith in her. I love Lacey. I have so much faith in her. And I love Brendan. I have so much faith in him. I am going to end up giving this an orange, which surprises me, but mm-hmm. that's what I'm going with. Do you, do you agree that the Jessica Loundis one sounds like the more promising one, just on paper? Just on paper, agree. Mm-hmm. I agree, yeah. But um, I think I didn't give that one an orange. But that's because I have so much faith in Nina. Yeah. Um, she better not disappoint me. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to make her eat an orange. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I have to be honest, and I am very affected by the fact that I didn't love the book. Um, so, I am going to give it a sock. And, and so, I, I, I hope that I will be proven wrong on that one. Okay. Okay. Next, we have Christmas Everlasting. This is the Hall of Fame one, correct? Yes. Uh, yes. And yes. this is the 24th and of November and stars Tatiana Ali, Dondre T. Whitefield, who, if you're a Cosby Show fan, he was uh, played Robert on the Cosby Show, who was one of Vanessa's boyfriends. And there's like an epic scene where, where Cliff explains to him, like tries to, tries to get to find out if he was like, what he was doing with Vanessa with like apples and it's really funny and I like he was a very memorable character Robert and so when I found it I was like oh it was so exciting <laughs> anyway um so Patty LaBelle Dennis Habert and I have something to say about that coming up uh so this is based on the novel which I have read called Second Sister <laughs> and it has contains family funeral surprise inheritance Reignition of old flames. All right, and the plot says Christmas is fast approaching, and years of long workdays employed at New York's top corporate law firm are about to pay off now that Lucy Toomey will be made partner after the new year. However, when Alice, her older sister with special needs, unexpectedly passes away, Lucy returns back to Nielsen's Bay, Wisconsin, to attend the funeral and handle her estate. While Lucy dreads returning to her childhood home, She also feels real sorrow that she was too busy to take her sister's last call. Once back in Nielsen's Bay, Lucy meets Peter, her old high school sweetheart, and Alice's former attorney, who informs her of the terms of Alice's eccentric will that states in order for Lucy to inherit the family home, she must live there for 30 days throughout the holidays. Yeah. So this looks pretty close to the book. The one big change that they made is in the book, she's working for a presidential campaign that actually like wins. And so she's going to be in like presidential cabinet and everything like that. And she's been working and she like believes in this candidate more than even the candidate believes in himself. And she's, she, and, and so that's part of the reason why she's been distanced. And I do feel like this is a bit of a missed opportunity to turn her into an attorney because you have Dennis Habert president. (laughs) Yeah. 
you could you could have him play the president. It would be great. <laughs> Return to form. That's how we all know him from playing the president on 24. Yeah. It would be great. So that's my only like what? But I I think they would definitely soften it quite a bit. Um, do you want me to tell you something as might be spoilery? Nope, don't but, tell me. Don't tell you? Okay, I won't. Um, but anyway, they'll have to soften it a little bit, kind of like with the Richard Paul Evans books. Um, that, uh, But it's pretty close, it sounds like, to the book. And I think it's a pretty appealing cast. Uh, you know, and Patty, Patty LaBelle is great, and Tatiana Lee is charming. So I'm feeling pretty positive about it. I think it'll be sweet. And um, yeah, so I think I will give it an orange. So... People who listen to the podcast will know I don't like sad movies, and this sounds tremendously sad and very cryy, and the cast is incredible, and it's probably going to be really good, but just on principle, I'm only giving it socks. Okay. Because I don't like crying. See, I, I, I like crying. I don't mind crying. I, I just don't. I have my, I have my ways. <laughs> That's fine. I think it's a lame title, Christmas, Christmas Everlasting. But I don't know. They could call it like the Christmas sister or something like that. That would be better. Anyway, okay. We have Christmas at, at uh, oh, sorry. We have Christmas on Honeysuckle Lane. This is on the twenty fourth. Stars Alicia Witt and Colin Ferguson, and I think that is a brilliant combination. Very excited. And they have sibling reunion, bittersweet, sifting through dead parents' belongings. All right, and this is Emma returns home to celebrate Christmas for the last time with her siblings in the house they grew up in. After their parents' recent passing, the siblings reluctantly agreed to sell the family home on Honeysuckle Lane, leaving Emma in charge of its belongings. While Emma's mother's collection is being appraised, they find a hidden surprise that takes them on a journey to discover the power of love and family during the holidays, based on the book by Mary Elizabeth McDonough. Um, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If this movie did not star Alicia Witt and Colin Ferguson... I would be way less excited. Mm -hmm. I can see that. It also has Laura Layton, who has it did some uh, movies way back and was also in Love Notes for Lifetime, which is one of my faves. So uh, I agree with you, but hopefully it'll be really sweet. I hope it'll be sweet. I like, you know, I have five siblings and we are all super different. And so I hope I'll connect with it in that regard. Yeah, so I, I I mean, I have so much faith in them, but also I don't have a lot of faith in the plot. So mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give it socks, but with some orange dust, okay. orange zest, zesty socks. I'm going to give it an orange. I, I hope it'll be, I hope it'll be sweet, but we'll see. Okay, next we have a shoe addict's Christmas. Sam and Beret and Luke McFarlane, who love that combination. I think that's going to be really good. And it contains department store stranding, Guardian Angel, uh, Department Store, and Hot Firefighter Neighbor. Yes, and it says, as Christmas approaches, Noelle is at a crossroads in her life when it seems that love, a connection with her father, and her dream career are out of reach. When she stays late at her job in the department store on a snowy Christmas Eve, she accidentally gets locked in after closing which is legitimately a dream of mine. A quirky woman appears out of nowhere in the shoe department and tells Noelle that she's her guardian angel 
Soon, Noelle finds herself revisiting Christmas's past, present, and future, as she must work with her new neighbor, a handsome Christmas-loving firefighter, to plan the annual Christmas charity gala, Gala Gala. While, vis while visiting the holidays of yesterday and tomorrow help Noelle take new chances and discover the true spirit of Christmas, and in realizing that the only thing standing in her way of leading a fulfilling life is herself, Will the love she has longed for all her life be the best surprise gift of all? So I read this book and it is really funny and I really enjoyed it. So I hope that they bring in some of that comedy from the book into the movie. And I really, you know, I love Christmas Carol. I'm like Christmas Carol junkie. This definitely has some of that feel. And so I'm really excited about this movie. I think it's going to be great. And I love Luke McFarlane. I love, you know, CCBs, always solid. So I'm going to give it a diamond ring. I'm really excited for it. Yeah, this is pretty impressive. This movie also has um, Adam Hertig, who we love and I love, and Rachel's best yes. friend is him. That's right. I, we are not acquainted, so I'm not his best friend. <laughs> um, and then it's also written by Rick Garman, once again. Like, the guy is busier than Giles Panton, and that's saying something. Um, yeah, this movie seems pretty incredible. Plus, it has Christmas magic. Plus, it's kind of a Christmas carol. Yeah. Yeah, diamond ring all the way. Yeah. yeah. There you have it. That's the end of part one. We talked about all of these many, many, many exciting movies. And some were socks. Some were coal. And, but some very select ones got our oranges and even more select got our diamond rings so let us know what rating you would give these films and which one out of these ones that we talked about in this preview you're the most excited about so that would be really great we'd love to hear your feedback on twitter or uh, in the comment section uh, let us know yeah, and um, make sure that you flip over to side B for a part two. That's right. <laughs> Just kidding. This is not an album or a cassette. There is no side B. Just go to the next track. That's right. Although at and this point, part by the time part two comes out, there's going to be like two other podcasts in the middle because yeah. Rachel's a machine. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's going to be, it's, this is just, this is the, uh, like the playoffs for Hallmark. So it's, 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 it's true. It's the, it's the big time. Yeah. Speaking of big time, the podcast tomorrow, just a little bit of hype is something super special and a super fun game that's going to be going on throughout the rest of the Christmas season. And you guys really are going to want to listen to it. It's going to be amazing. Yes, it really was. And, or it really is. You guys will love it. And we've got such an exciting season ahead for y'all. We have great guests. We have great interviews scheduled. Uh, and so we're really excited. We'd love to get your feedback. Make sure you put, uh, put in the comments and, and everywhere else what you think. And uh, yeah, we'd love your suggestions and uh, we're excited to hopefully be live tweeting as many of the movies as we can. We're going to do our best. And uh, so that'll be great. Make sure you're following us on social media at Homework's Pod all over social media. And uh, please put in your reviews on iTunes. It really helps us out. Uh, it, it helps more people to find out uh, about the podcast. So we really appreciate it. 
And Amber, where can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter, and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. So make sure to check that out. I really appreciate it. And uh, we will uh, talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye, everybody. See you on the flip side. Ha <laughs> ha.